You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Just win. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Just win. Your team, Just every win. day. Just win. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather beaten. He wears a hooded sash. With a silver hat about his head and a bristling black mustache, he growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. Welcome in Raider Nation to the Locked On Raiders podcast. I'm your host, your boy Q. You can catch me on Twitter at all times, at your boy Q254. We're back at it for another episode. And unfortunately, we have to live up to the reality that the Raiders are now 0-3 on the season after losing to the now 3-0 Dolphins, 28-20. And really, that last three points was more like a courtesy three points. Really, they lost the game 28-17. But it doesn't matter. The scoreboard is a scoreboard, 28-20 officially. Uh, man, oh man, what a, a, a rough... A rough Sunday. What a rough game. What a rough way to take an L. Uh, another one, man. And I'm telling you, man, the Raiders are coming up with ways to lose game after game after game each and every time when they look like that they are dominating and are in positions to go up and just absolutely put another team away. They just can't do it. So today's episode is going to be uh, very interesting to say the least. Again, following up the Dolphins 28-20 victory over the Raiders now, moving the Raiders to 0-3, and now they have an upcoming match in the Oakland Coliseum with the Cleveland Browns coming off a big win on Thursday night. Who are their one? They have one win on the season. The Raiders have none, and Hugh Jackson returns to the Coliseum. Like, yeah, all the storylines, they, they just write themselves. So I'm not even going to get into those storylines about the Cleveland Browns, at least not on today's episode. But what I will do on today's episode, got a few things lined up for you in segment number Number three today, I'm going to hit that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, and I've already received a, a few calls following the game. I mean, like immediately after the game. My man Daryl in L.A., he's going to be one of my guys. P.E. in North Carolina, you know, he's very opinionated. He's going to be another one of my guys. And Dan in Ohio, he's going to be another one uh, for sure. So those calls will be heard in segment number three. In segment number two, Marshawn Lynch, he actually talked to the media for the first time after the game, so I'm definitely going to play his media session in full. John Gruden, he uh, had his post-game presser, and I'll tell you right now, man, John Gruden usually has a lot of words to say. No joke, this uh, post-game presser was about 3 minutes and 30 seconds max. And then Derek Carr, I'll play his as well. And his was about 10 minutes long, so I'm not going to play the whole thing because it's just you know Derek Carr being Derek Carr. But I, I will play some keys of it. There are some points of it that I thought was really interesting and some good stuff. That's all courtesy of Raiders.com. So you'll hear from Marshawn Lynch, you'll hear from Coach John Gruden, and you'll hear from quarterback Derek Carr all in segment number two. And in segment number one, It's just me, baby. It's just me. I'm just going to kind of vent. I'm going to share my thoughts on the game, why this team keeps coming up short. Yeah, I'm just going to let it go. I'm just going to let it loose. And again, I'm not trying to be the most negative dude in the world. I'm not trying to just poo-poo on the team and and act like the season's over and and just look forward to the 2019 NFL draft. I'm not going to do all that stuff, but I am just going to question this team. I'm going to question this team and where are the playmakers? And when I mean playmakers, I don't mean a guy who could just, you know, run really fast or, or jump really high or make a bunch of catches and get a bunch of yards. I'm looking for the playmakers that can make a big play when it counts. That's what this team is lacking. Where's the go-to guy? Let me, let me ask you this question. Let me throw this out there to you, Raider Nation. Who is the go-to guy? 
Who is the guy that you know could put a game away when they need to put it away? We've talked about it a few times on this podcast. We talked about Agent 52. He's no longer on the team. We talked about Derek Carr and what he did in 2016. We talked about Amari Cooper stepping up, Jordy Nelson stepping up. We've talked about a lot of different guys. You know, Jerry Cook having a big week one. We talked about a bunch of different dudes. I've even talked about some other guys on the defense that I think are going to be able to step up and be some playmakers. But who is going to be the guy? That's what this team is lacking, and that's the difference. If you look in the NFL, look, let me break it down to you like this, Raider Nation. The league is made up of 32 teams. Four or five teams are really good. Four or five teams you know starting the season, starting this 2018, are going to be there. You could say these four or five teams are going to be in the playoffs. There's four or five teams in the league that you could do that with, right? We're on the same page, right? Okay, yes, we are. There's four or five teams in the league that you could say will not be in the playoffs. They're not going to be in the mix at the end of the season. We can do that, right? You still follow me. Okay, so there's four or five that will be in. There's four or five that won't be in. And then there's everybody else. The rest of the league is just in the middle, about an 8-8 eight and eight team. And if they get things to go their way once or twice a game, they can come up with a big win, and then, boom, they can propel themselves to that four or five that are in. Or some teams that can have plays go against them, and they could be in that four or five that aren't going to go to the playoffs. Well, the Raiders, they are in that, that middle group. They're not the first four or five, and they're not the last four or five. They're in the middle. That's how I put them. They are that group in the middle. But right now, they don't have a guy. They don't have a dude. They don't have an alpha dog. They don't have that guy. When the draft came around in 2018, I said that the Raiders should go after Derwin James. And my reason I said that is because I said he's an alpha dog. He's one of those guys. The definition of alpha dog is one that makes everybody better. Everyone better around him and, everyone, and a guy who can call someone out no matter how long they've been in the league, no matter what they've been doing, a guy who will hold you accountable, an alpha dog. Let me ask you this right now, Raider Nation. Who is the Raiders' alpha dog? Who is the guy? Who is the guy that if the, if the defense is starting to let a team make a run, steps up and says, hey, enough of this BS. Shut this stuff down. Who's that guy? They don't have that dude. That guy is not on the team. Who's the guy offensively that can say, don't worry, give me the rock. I got it. I love Marshawn Lynch. I love what Marshawn Lynch brings to the table. But, you know, as long as he's being subbed in and out with Doug Martin, he's not that guy. He's not that guy because they don't give him the ball at the one-yard line either. Another, another week, another game goes by where the, the Raiders are at the goal line, fourth and goal, and they end up giving it to the fullback, Keith Smith. Keith Smith failed on fourth and one last week against Denver. Huge play. Failed against the Dolphins this week. Huge play. Fourth and one. I get it. I get it, man. I like the fact that they're using the fullback. I appreciate that. But damn it, if I'm right there at the goal line and it's fourth and goal, I don't care if he don't get it. Give the ball to Marshawn. What is the problem? What has all NFL coaches said we're going to not do this for? Why? Give him the damn rock. Because at the end of the day, even if he doesn't get the first down, you know what he's going to do? He's going to bust his tail. He's going to bust his tail to try to pick up that first down. He's going to keep those legs churning. He's going to turn a four-yard loss into at least a no-yard loss. He did that multiple times in the game against the Dolphins. Multiple times he was stuck in the backfield for what should have been a four-yard loss, and he kept churning and fighting and churning and fighting and ended up turning into a, well, he got back to the line of scrimmage. And even though that doesn't come up in the stat sheet, that's big because it doesn't set you up too far behind the chains. So Marshawn Lynch is a guy that has that want to, but is he just the alpha dog? I don't think he's the alpha dog. I don't think the Raiders have an alpha dog. If they do, go up and down that roster. While you're sitting there listening to this podcast, just go up and down the roster and look at the players. You tell me. Who's the alpha dog? Who's the finisher? Who's the dude? It's not Derek Carr. 
Derek Carr has two touchdown passes on the season to five interceptions. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the quarterback. I like him. I like him a lot. I've always liked him. I liked him when he was at Fresno State. I'm just saying that I don't feel like he's that guy either. He's not the guy that will get fired up on the sideline, grab someone by their helmet, and, and tell them to, to get their head in gear. Amari Cooper, for example, had an opportunity to make a play down the sideline. And you know what he did? The ball went right through his hands. Yes, it was going to be a tough, very tough over-the-shoulder catch. But good teams and finishers and alpha dogs make that play because, hey, I'm the guy you can go to in the clutch. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not disrespecting any of the players. They're all top-notch players. The problem is who's the guy who's going to come up in the clutch when you really need him? If you go through the real good teams, like, for example, the Green Bay Packers, their alpha dog is Aaron freaking Rodgers, who's playing on probably one torn ligament in his knee, but he's going to keep on going out there struggling. He's hurting, but he's out there still balling. He's the alpha dog. He's the guy that makes everyone about around him better. Look at all the guys that has, has Aaron Rodgers has made better. Hell, they win games without a running attack. They really don't even have a real running attack. And now they got a quarterback on one leg, basically, and he's out there still balling. Yeah, I know they took the L today, but that doesn't matter. That's not the point. The point is, dude's an alpha dog. He's that dominator. That's who the Raiders don't have. So after the game, or almost when the game was over, I tweeted out, sorry, Raider Nation, not trying to be that dude, but this team is just not that good. And I don't mean not that good like they stink, because they don't. They're going to be in a lot of games. But they're also going to have us feeling the way we're feeling right now after games. Oh, damn, another loss. Just not that team. They're just not that team because they don't have that guy. I don't care about Agent 52. He's gone. I don't care about none of that. You know, I don't even know if he was that guy. Ultimately, I don't know if he was that guy. But they do not have that dude. They don't have that guy where, where championship teams always have that alpha dog. I mean, look, go through all the championships. Go, go through every, every team that's won a ring. They all have alpha dogs. Raiders don't have that guy. They need a guy who walks in a room and commands the room. They need a guy who can walk in the room with his hand on his junk and say, yeah, I'm here. And yes, I'm holding my stone. So what? You tell me about it. You know what I'm saying? He, he's that kind of guy. He's a dude who will walk into a room, hold his stones, and look around at everybody and say, what? That's the kind of dude that the Raiders need. They need an alpha dog. Not saying that the Raiders would be 3-0 with him. I'm just saying they need that guy. They don't have it on the roster. And if they do, please correct me. Coming up in segment number two. Going to be hearing from Marshawn Lynch, who, who's trying his damnedest to get the Raiders where they need to be. Trying his damnedest to get a W. Going to hear from Derek Carr, the quarterback. Also going to hear from head coach John Gruden. Before we get into that, though, I'm going to talk to you about MyBookie.com. Uh, MyBookie.com is where everyone who likes to get their gamble on, who wants to bet on games, who wants to win money on games, that's who they go to because that's who is trustworthy. I would never suggest anybody who's not trustworthy. I would never tell anyone on this podcast to go to anybody who was not a trustworthy source. And MyBookie.com, they are definitely that source. They're slammed with new bettors. They want to give everyone the best service possible. So check this out. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern, you're trying to open up a new account, you deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern, they'll give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. So think about that. You put in $125, they're going to give you $125, they're going to match that, plus give you $25 more. That's pretty awesome. So join now, MyBookie. They're going to match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use the promo code MyBookie and put $25 on the end of it. Just kidding. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and put $25 on the end of it. All right? So just locked on, $25, get that additional money. You want to win? You want to gamble on some games? Do it with MyBookie. Segment number two is coming up next. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily Oakland Raiders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Welcome back, Raider Nation, to the Locked On Raiders podcast. Following another Raiders loss, 28-20 to the Dolphins. The Dolphins moved to 3-0. The Raiders moved to 0-3. And I wanted to let you hear from the players themselves. And uh, Marshawn Lynch, he, he rarely speaks to the media. Rarely, rarely speaks. So when he does, it's usually gold. So this is only like a minute and a half of Marshawn Lynch. But even a minute and a half almost seems like five minutes when it's Marshawn Lynch talking. So here's Marshawn Lynch with a actually a pretty positive attitude following today's game. Feel out there today in the hot. You seem like you still had it late in the game. Before that was, had what? Had like all your energy. You weren't fatigued all late in the game, even though the game was thin. The game was on the line. Just want to make plays, Chief. You why, why do you feel like it's been a challenge for this team to close out games this season? Uh, to be honest with you, Big Dog, I think we just like a. We just like a, a play away, a, a check away from being uh, uh, probably the most explosive offense uh, in the lead. And I mean, you know, it come with time and it come with uh, preparation. And I mean, you know, I don't think we're going to stop doing that. So, you know, at any given moment, it can click, though. What's important for this team moving forward down 0-3? Uh, I think what's going to be uh, most important is that we uh, we rally behind each other, though, you feel me? More than anything, I mean, you know, if you get into, a, you know, on the outside looking in, it look, it look terrible, but we know what we got in this locker room. So, I mean, if we get if we get behind each other, you feel me, uh, I think we'll be able to turn it around, though. As a veteran, that's what you have to kind of preach to some of these young Excuse guys. Me? As a veteran, that's what you have to kind of preach to these young guys? To no, I think it's going. more so just as a football player and being a team player, uh, Cause I mean, you know, we all know what we're capable of, and I mean, you know, at, at, at any given moment, like I said, though, we just play away from it. And uh, most of our players is, is is playmakers, so it only take to step out of one tackle or you know, what I'm saying that one juke move or a spin move, and you know, we have a different ball game. So there was Marshawn right there saying they're just one play away. Everyone has to keep riding for each other. Uh, he's keeping the faith. He he really feels like this is a, a positive team and, and the guys in the locker room, he did admit that, hey, from a distance, which we are all from a distance, can't none of us say that we're right there. We're not in practice. We're not in the locker room. We're not inside of the, you know, the, the headquarters in Alameda. We're not any of that. So from a distance, it looks like it's terrible. And sitting at 0-3 and the way that they've lost so far, yeah, it is definitely terrible from a distance. But Marshawn Lynch is very, very positive or sounded very positive right there and uh, actually it was kind of refreshing to hear that it almost makes me feel a little bit better that uh, you know that the Raiders are moving in the right direction even though they're sitting at 0-3 so now I definitely want to hear from the quarterback Derek Carr and look he had a a pretty long presser Uh, he likes to talk and so uh, you know it was about 10 minutes long so I'm not going to play the whole thing I'm just going to play some parts of it Uh, but this is just you know a nice little four or five minute chunk Derek Carr following the game the Dolphins victory over the Raiders 28-20 I think that we need to finish our practice better finish um, you know, finish our lifts better, finish meetings better, finish um, everything better because clearly we're doing a good job at the beginning, right? Um, uh, but I think that we can finish in all phases better and I think that, that is, that's what's going to put us over the hump. You know, it's, it's no secret, you know, we, we're running the same plays, we're, you know, getting the same looks and all those things. We just got to, I think the little things we need to finish better, honestly. The way you guys are dominating, frankly, for the first half, two Surprised to see that at halftime the score was what it was. Right. You guys have been up even further. Yep. I think when you look back at this game, you'll find plays where the Prince is there. You guys yep. might have been beyond reach late in the game. There's no doubt about it. Uh, again, like we put our defense in a bad spot, and that's on us. We could have finished with so many more touchdowns, right? Um, you know, we, we were moving the ball again, third third week where we're moving the ball. You know, uh, you know, we had a good plan, and we we had some. Some good routes and good things going on and good runs and all that kind of stuff. But 
um, when we got down to the red zone, I think that that'll be a, a point of emphasis for us just to finish those finish those drives. He said he said at the end of the throw to the end zone, you saw one on one. Was that play called? Did he switch to something you saw? Uh, so we have plays, uh, you know, that are built in uh, the certain stuff. If we have a one on one, we can go to certain looks, those kind of things, you know. And I just saw one on one with Martavis. You know, obviously he was hot. He was doing some good things and um, just gave him a chance, uh, just like I have a you know, hundred other times in my life. It just they ended up making a good play, and uh, it sucks, you know, right? The outcome sucks, but, um, you know, I think that, you know, going going back through it in my head, getting one-on-one -on -one with that guy, I'd probably, you know, have to do it again. Derek, how do you think it's been going three? Terrible. It's not, not what I expected at all. Terrible, but not down, you know. Uh, trust me. Um, uh, I know how to deal with adversity, and uh, you don't do it by going in the dumps and stop working hard and just give up, right? You know, uh, you know that I think that's what soft people do, and that's not what this team is, and that's not the way I was raised. When it, when things get hard, when life gets hard, you put your head down, you grind, and you make sure whatever you can do, you do better, right? Uh, and that's that's all. That's it. Uh, you know, like I said, I think we can finish better, uh, obviously, but uh, whatever we can do, uh, you, you got to stay up. You don't feel good because. Again, we don't work this hard to lose games, uh, but uh, you keep your head up and you keep going. The heat out there was bad on both sides, but did it affect you guys at the end there? I mean, it was—I mean, it was hot, but again, I lived in Houston and Fresno, uh, you know, my whole life, so it was—it was a nice day. Is there still a sense of optimism, or is it transforming more to frustration? Oh no! That, no, I've been on some teams where it's just frustration, right? Uh, and I can assure you that's not the case. I can assure you, uh, especially with everyone learning. You know, Coach, you know, Coach Gunther and Coach, uh, you know, Gruden's new stuff, and we're trying to execute it the best we can and at a high level and all these things. And we're doing it almost there, right? And uh, so th there's no sense of oh, we got to give up now. We, we're almost there. That we get. You talk to anybody in that locker room. We're one play here. I mean, all throughout the game, one play here, one play here, one play here. We're right there where each man in the locker room is like, no, I can give a little bit more. I can do a little bit more to help us. And so. Um, you know, I mean, go in there and look at them. You know, look at our guys, talk to them. You know, everyone's obviously mad at losing, but not one person has given up. Um, you know, again, again, that won't happen as long as I'm here. We watched the locker room's composition, the number of veterans that are here. Yep. You guys have been in the league long enough to know that 0-3 does not dictate your season. You have 13 games left. It's still right. out in front of you. How much do you think you guys are built to just process the position you're in? Oh, we're definitely built for it. Again, like... Just talking to our guys, you see it on their face. We gave, no one can deny it, we gave it all. We gave everything we had out there, right? Uh, you know, we, we were moving the ball, we were stopping them, we are you know, doing certain things. And, uh, you know, you, you would talk to anybody in that locker room. We're like, man, we're right there. Just keep going. You know, we, we've all at some point been, everybody in that locker room has been at this position at some point. Um, and it feels hard. People say bad stuff. They're mad at you, all that kind of stuff. But nothing's going to change anything. No one's coming to save us. No one's coming to help us, right? It's on us. And so we understand that. And I think having a veteran group makes it a lot easier, especially as leaders. Um, you know, you don't you don't necessarily have to go to every guy and make sure they're all right. Make sure, hey, keep going, keep doing the right thing. We got a room full of guys that are going to all do the right stuff. When Marshawn says publicly, he decides to speak to reporters and says that this offense is one play away from being the most explosive offense in the NFL. Yeah. What does that tell you? That should tell you how we really feel. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I think you. I mean, even. Uh, as critical as you guys need to be of us, I think you guys see it too, right? I mean, we're moving the ball against some good defenses. <laughs> um, you know, those first three defenses that we've played are all have all been top 
tier defenses, right? And so um, you know, I think the fact that we've been able to do those things, but then we're right there, we screwed up, right? You know, we have a bad play in the end zone, or we, you know, one, like he said, one broken tackle here, or one thing here, or that we're all sitting there thinking like, man, if we just get it, if we just get it together, we just let all start clicking. It, it, once you get it rolling, it doesn't stop, right? Like I remember uh, just a couple of years where we've just been hit, hit, hit a win streak and you, they just come, they just roll. And so uh, again, I think we have a group of guys that believes that because Marshawn obviously talked to you, he really believes it, right? Uh, and so I think that the fact that uh, he said that just tells you how everyone else really feels. What well, was the disconnect on the, the first interception? It looked like Amari didn't really know maybe yeah. what was coming. Yeah, he just, it, yeah, yeah. So uh, obviously I had to, uh, 91 came up the field, so I stopped, got back inside, and Coop had him, he had him beat, you know, uh, you know, so I let it go, but he never saw me, he never saw the ball, so he stopped, you know. And uh, again, that, that's something like, obviously you don't want it to happen because we had a you know, big touchdown, you know, kind of thing. But, uh, you know, he didn't see me. He didn't see the ball thrown. I can't, I can't get mad at him for that. You know, it's not like he just ran the wrong route or something or just blatantly did it. You know, he just, you know, he, he always, I promise you, he wished he had that one back. But uh, we had the look. We had a good look um, um, for the play. So I wish we would have hit that one. That would have been fun. So there was Derek Carr, Mr. Positivity. Uh, his key right there is finishing. And when he said finish, he says finish everything. And that is a key. That's a huge key. You got to finish, man. But he's talking about finish better in practice, finish better in the weight room, finish better in film study, games, drives, everything. I mean, how many drives have ended in field goals instead of touchdowns? Multiple times on Sunday. Multiple times they, they should have had touchdowns. They should have been on the board with six instead of on the board with three. Those three points will get you killed every time. If you settle for field goals instead of getting touchdowns, that will get you beat. I'm not saying that's the only reason why the Raiders are sitting at 0-3, but that's a major reason. They, learned, they need to learn to finish drives. They need to learn to finish games. And, you know, when he's talking about film study, practice, weight room, look, that goes back to coaching. That goes back to coaching because those are the guys that are in control of practice. They're in control of what goes on in the weight room. They're in control of what goes on in film study. That goes back to coaching. And, again, man, I'm not going to come on here and blast John Gruden and talk about uh, this guy and he has all this big money and he ain't doing nothing. He's tearing the team up and all that. I'm not going to go and do that because I've been one that's been screaming for John Gruden, Gruden to return as head coach. It just ain't getting off to a very good start. I'll be the first one to tell you that. It's just not getting off to a very good start. And speaking of John Gruden, he was very short. Look, John Gruden's a man of many words. Make no mistake about it. He was very short following this game. I think his frustration level is really boiling over. But here's John Gruden following the Dolphins' 28-20 victory over the 0-3, the now 0-3 Oakland Raiders. Here's John Gruden. A hot one out there today. I'll be happy to answer any questions I can. It's a tough loss again. It seemed like you had good things going your way a little bit, but you gave up a lot of the big plays. Yeah, we uh, we certainly did. That's 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 how I just summed it up. We got hurt on a jet sweep. We got hurt on a trick play, and we didn't finish some drives in the red zone. That's the story of the game. Although there are a lot of stories uh, behind the scenes. Can you put your finger on what's going on in the fourth quarter? You guys have been outscored, I believe, 37 to three now. That's just my responsibility to fix it. Was the heat a factor out there? It affected me. Affected you? It was hot. It's hot for them too. Um, we lost some players. You know, Dwayne Harris had an IV. Jordy had to go back, return punts. Donald Penn got hurt. We, we played our third left tackle most of the game today. Our right tackle, I should say. And, you know, hopefully uh, we get some men well. That last interception. What was the play call that I was thinking about? Well, he just saw man-to-man -man coverage. He decided to, to take a shot, and unfortunately, it didn't work out. Would you like to see him keep running the ball? You guys were running the ball pretty well at that point. Yeah, we, we, we tried to run the ball. We um, saw a lot of different coverages and different blitzes, and 
Uh, we had them off balance. We moved the ball very well. Um, we just got fooled that particular play. The guy made a great play. Great play on one-on-one coverage. How disappointed are you at 0-3? We have a lot of work to do here, and we're going to continue to work. I'm proud of the way we're competing. We played three teams, I think, that might be undefeated. I don't know. Played three good football teams, and we played them hard. But uh, we got a lot of work to do here. We'll continue to work, and we'll, we'll get this show on the road here, hopefully soon. Does the optimism the players have said you've had after the first two games change at all now that it's one three or no? Um, I'm going to get on the airplane and get ready for the next one. We're at the one-yard line. You know, we ran a wedge play to the fullback. Looked great on film. We just didn't get it done. The testament to your guys' faith in Keith on that third and one. It was similar around last week in the flat. He's a 240-pound fullback. I mean, it's less than a half a yard. You know, we didn't get it done. It's uh, bottom line. People adjust, but you've been so good on opening drives. You script right down. Do you just get frustrated why that doesn't continue? Oh, we, you know, we mishandled a couple balls, uh, honestly, on third down today. Um, got in trouble in pass protection on a couple times. It's hard to go 80 yards in this league repeatedly against a good defense. And um, hopefully we start getting some some turnovers and, and some returns in our special teams and set up some better field position. But um, um, that pretty much summarizes it. What was your assessment of the special teams today? I thought Nugent did well kicking the ball. Uh, I thought Johnny was up and down punting the ball. We had some penalties that really hurt us. Started us way, way behind in the field position. And um, all three phases, we got to all pick it up. And it starts with me. All right, there's Coach Gruden. I don't know if you guys caught it. Did you catch what the biggest takeaway? Did you hear the biggest takeaway in that? About three minutes right there. He said that they're getting better. You know, he's, he talked about some things that they've got to do better, but they're going to get better and all this. But you see where he slipped in? There's a lot going on behind the scenes. Did you did you hear that? Did that, I mean, did that perk up your ears? Did that open your eyes? Did that make your eyebrow rise like it did mine? Oh, you didn't hear it? You didn't? Okay, hold on. I'm going to run it back one more time. Not the whole, the whole presser. Just when he said... There's a lot going on behind the scenes because now I want you to pay attention to it. So here it is right here. Yeah, we uh, we certainly did. That's, that's, that's how I just summed it up. We got hurt on a jet sweep. We got hurt on a trick play. And we didn't finish some drives in the red zone. That's the story of the game. Although there are a lot of stories uh, behind the scenes. All right. Now, now that you actually got a chance to hear it, now that it was on, on your radar before it actually hurt, played, what do you think he means by that? A lot going on behind the scenes. You know, early on Sunday, there was a report that him and Reggie McKenzie were really button heads and, and you know, his crew that, that evaluates and does the draft and Reggie's crew that evaluates and does the draft. They weren't all seeing eye to eye. There was a lot of things going on uh, behind the scenes that weren't looking good. That was uh, Ian Rappaport's report from Sunday morning. And then, uh, obviously, we've, we've had conversations on this podcast about Reggie McKenzie not being there in 2019, that John Gruden's going to bring in someone else. But that just kind of really, that, that set my alarm off. That kind of let me say, like, hold up. Why would he in the, in the media say there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes? What's going on behind the scenes? Whenever someone says there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes, I never take that as something positive. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like you could say that in any walk of life and say, yeah, you know, we got a lot of things going on behind the scenes. That's not a positive to me. It, to me, it's just not a positive. It, it might, who knows? It might end up being a positive, and it might, you know, wor- work itself out into being a positive. But from where I'm standing, that's just, the, that, that's the biggest alarm right there. Marshawn was pretty positive about the, the direction the team's going. Derek Carr is always going to be Mr. Positive as long as he's doing what he's doing and, and making his money. But look, let, make no mistake about it. This is not 2016. Derek Carr is not having a good season. He had a good game against Denver, but he's not having a good season. He's got two touchdowns to five interceptions. 
that's got to be the other way around. Five touchdowns to two interceptions. I, I could live with that. But two touchdowns to five interceptions, that's all bad. That is absolutely all bad. And I don't know what John Gruden means by a lot of things going on behind the scenes. But I'll tell you what, I'll bet you my last dollar that's something I pay attention to from here on out. And I suggest you as Raider fans do the same thing. That little key right there, that little phrase that he said, lots going on behind the scenes. He meant a whole lot by saying a whole little. So just pay attention to that. I'm saying, listen to your boy. I'm, I'm not crazy. I may be dumb at moments, but I'm not crazy. So uh, that was uh, Marshawn Lynch. That was Derek Carr. And that was John Gruden following the Raiders' loss to the Dolphins 28-20, moving the Dolphins to 3-0, and moving the Raiders to 0-3 in a matchup with the, uh, the Cleveland Browns in Oakland. The return of Hugh Jackson. They're feeling good about themselves. Baker Mayfield's going to get the start. Boy, oh boy, the storylines write themselves. They sure do. So coming up in segment number three, going to hit that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. Got some calls immediately following the game, and I want to share those with you. That's coming up next. But before we get into that, I want to talk to you about Swap.com. Think about this. Isn't it crazy how much we pay for new, brand new clothes? Why do we buy new kids' clothes? They're just going to outgrow them in a few months anyway, right? I say make them wear their clothes all the time until they earn some new clothes. But that's just the old school in me. Wouldn't it be great if there was a place to discover some awesome discounts on gently used clothes? Well, the good thing is there is. Swap.com. That's right. Swap.com. Like Swap Meet Louie. Swap.com, the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. Stop driving to the store after store, sifting through the racks, looking for clothes that fit, making your kid, oh, I don't like this, I don't like this, I don't like the way this looks. No, don't worry about that. Go to Swap.com. You can easily use a filter, find just what you need. Over 14 million tons of textiles are wasted each year. Shopping secondhand at Swap.com helps prevent textile waste from polluting the environment, which is something you can feel good about. And we all want to feel good about something. The Raiders ain't making us feel good, so we got to feel good about something. So go to Swap.com, check it out. A special offer for all the Locked On Raider podcast listeners. Get 35% off select items from your first order with the promo code Locked On. That's 35% off select items for your first order with promo code Locked On. Plus, you know you'll find new deals every day on Swap.com's homepage. All right, segment number three is coming up. You want to hear calls from the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line? You will in segment number three. You are Locked On Raiders. Your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome back, Raider Nation, to the Locked On Raiders podcast. This is segment number three. I'm your host, your boy Q. You can find me on Twitter at all times, at your boy Q254. Feel free to give me a follow. Feel free to shoot me a message, tweet, whatever. It is all good. I definitely got your back. And uh, this is the segment that is all for you. The Locked On Raiders podcast voicemail line is wide open like some old school TV antennas. If you want to ever call the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, you can. 707-654-4693. That's 707-654-4693. Got Three calls I want to play for you, so I got to get to them fast and furious. Daryl in L.A., P.E. in North Carolina, my man Dan in Ohio. So let's uh, not play around no longer. Daryl in L.A., he's first up on the Lockdown Raiders podcast voicemail line. Q, Daryl in Los Angeles. Honestly, this team looks good. It really does. I don't know why or what happened in the third, fourth quarter. It just all falls apart. I could honestly make a case. This team could be three and zero, two and one at the very least, and yet zero and three. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, man. This is, I, oh man, I, ah, uh, I don't. Wow. Yeah, wow. I, I'm just gonna focus on the future. I, this team in, in next season, because this season's done. I'm sorry, zero three, not making the playoffs. 
next season, if he, they figure it out, get it together, uh, it could be really good. I, I have no idea what Derek was throwing that ball to. That interception was horrendous. Cameron Wake knocks him, but ball was already gone. He had time to step in and throw that ball. That was just a bad decision. I was, I don't know, maybe he thinks he had Michael Crabtree out there. Cause, you know, last year and a couple of years, he's been throwing 50-50 balls to Crabtree in that corner. But that's Martavis Bryant. That ain't Michael Crabtree. That's not his, that's not his thing, man. <sighs> Whatever. I, Carstell's a good quarterback to me. I don't think we need to really do anything with that, but he can't. He can't keep throwing these interceptions. He can't keep blowing these games. You can't have three quarters or four quarters we look good and then just have these moments. Anyways, you, I'm just going to root against the Bears. Later. Man, I don't know if you could hear it, though, in Daryl's voice right there. He don't even really know what to say. He know that he needed to call. He knew he wanted to call and kind of vent and get it out. Didn't understand why the Raiders took another L, but sounded so confused. Just sounded so confusing. It's, it's, it's so hard to just kind of put words on what the hell's going on with this team. You can hear it in Daryl's voice. He's just kind of like beside himself. You know, it's one of those situations where you're like, man... I need to uh I need to go get a beer, but I don't know what kind of beer I want. You know what I mean? It's just it's it's a it's a bad bad state that my man Daryl is in. Just obviously a state of confusion right there. Uh, doesn't did not believe that the team was going to start out zero and three, especially with the return of Chucky. And look, I'll, I'll be right there with you, Daryl. I did not either. So uh, I, I kind of feel the same way. It's funny, man, when I kind of start to get my thoughts together about what am I going to talk about on the podcast or where, what direction am I going to go? Sometimes, just like after the, the game tonight against the Dolphins or today against the Dolphins, I kind of had that feeling like, what direction do I go with this one? What direction do I really go? So, Daryl, I completely understand what you're going through right there. Keep the faith, my man. Uh, it's three weeks into the season. Got 13 more. Got at least 13 more games left. Uh, obviously, every single L, the percentages get less and less of a chance to make the playoffs, but Team is 0-3. They got 13 more, at least guaranteed. So we'll see how it goes moving forward. Up next is the Cleveland Browns. They have one win on the season, and they're feeling good about themselves with their hot shot quarterback, Baker Mayfield. So 707-654-4693, Locked On Raider Podcast, voicemail line. P.E., you know my man's always very opinionated. P.E. in North Carolina. What up, my man? Hey, what's going on, Q? Your boy P.E. from North Carolina. Well, <clears throat> the uh, game's over. Another loss for the Raiders. I tell you what, man, this is all on John Gruden. This whole season is all on John Gruden, and I'll tell you why. Um, he's, he's made all the moves. You know, we got 30, what, 31 new players on a 53-man roster. That's all John Gruden. Our offense can't get anything done in the second half. i tell you why that is. John Gruden, as we said before, is too conservative. He's just way too conservative. We... It's impossible to run on first down and second down every freaking series and expect for your players to make a third down conversion every single time. You just can't. They're not going to do it. The other team gets paid, too. Those guys are going to make some plays, too. So you're running all these plays, and our guys are making plays, but guess what? We only getting first downs. We ain't scoring no points out of it. So what, what good is it, really? I mean, John Gruden, man, you know, his play calling is way too conservative. He needs to. He needs to, he's got to open it up. He can't just run the ball. He can't pound Marshawn Lynch on first and second down. The team, other teams know what we're doing. They know that's what we're going to do. And you can't expect a, a team to make a, an amazing play on third down every, every series, every drive. You can't, they're not going to do it, man. Our defense is terrible. I don't care what nobody says. The defense is terrible. And I'll tell you why. Look at our quarterbacks. They're always trailing. 
They don't turn their head. Why are our quarterbacks always trailing the receiver, looking up in the sky? They need to they need to be in phase with the receiver and then turn their head. All game, all season, they've been trailing receivers. We can't get a pass rush. Zero pass rush. So if you got zero pass rush and your quarterbacks are always trailing, that means you're a bad defense, which we are. And the way John Gruden is calling plays, we're a bad offense. We ain't going to pound teams out every game. We're just not going to pound them out. I mean, we're not that good. So I'm frustrated, man. The season, it's a wrap. It's over. No positivity here today, Q. It's over, man. So I guess uh, John Gruden ended up being right. We need those draft picks, I guess, because we're not good this year. So, hell, we might as well get some draft picks for next year. Peace out, Raider Nation. All right. Well, there's P.E. And like I mentioned before, he even got on, man. Very opinionated. Uh, he was trying to be positive last time he hit up the Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line. But this time, not so much. He said no positivity, Q. That's fine. That's fine. And that's fair. Not mad at that at all. Uh, you know, he, he's putting 999% of this on Gruden, and that's fine. He also doesn't like the defense. Uh, he doesn't like the fact that the defensive backs are always in trail position. Uh, just doesn't like what he's seeing from the team in general. And, you know, and really, his call is, I think it sums up the frustration of Raider Nation. I really do, man. I put out a tweet immediately after the game, and, and you know, some people kind of got on me, and, and it didn't really get on me. It's just, just we're being honest. Sorry to say, Raider Nation, but the truth is this team is not good, bottom line. I think in P.E.'s call right there, all two minutes and 30 seconds of it, whatever it was, basically said the same thing. This team is just not very good. Again, not trying to be Debbie Downer, not trying to be Mr. Negative. Uh, you know, I know my man Monster Mash likes to look for some things that are, are positive and try to take some good, good things away from it. But, man, I'm telling you, when, when you fall to 0-3 and you're losing each and every week a little bit differently, a different style, it's hard to find the positivities. The positivities are Derek Carr has a lot of yards. The positivity is Jared Cook uh, had one big game in, in week one. Amari Cooper had one big week game in week two. And Jordy Nelson had one big game in week three. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can find individual stats, but football's not an individual game. If you want to talk individuality and the positives from that, you congratulate Tiger Woods on winning a, 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 another, another uh, title. You know what I mean? Like, Tiger Woods finally won a, a, a title in a, a long time. It's been, what, five years, something like that? I damn near stopped watching because Tiger was done. But he won. So, you know, that's, that's, that's positive. And he was, it's, it's solo. So you can, you can congratulate that. But right now, as far as the Raiders go, it's a whole lot of, uh, of negative things going on. And, again, I go back to what John Gruden said, and you heard it in segment number two. A lot of things going on behind the scenes. I felt like the 2017 team had a lot of things going on behind the scenes. And you saw they ended up going 6-10 and 10 on the season. It was not very good. Not too happy and not feeling too good about John Gruden saying a lot of things going on behind the scenes. All right, well, thank you, PE, North Carolina, for that call. Right now, we're going to hit up the Locked On Raiders podcast voicemail line one more again. Dan in Ohio. Hey, Q, it's uh, Dan from Ohio. Uh, hey, I won't cover too many of the details of the game. I'll let you uh, articulate exactly what uh, I'm thinking and, and what I want to say because uh, you always hit the nail on the head with all that stuff. I will just say that Carr makes me nervous in the fourth quarter. Uh, that's not how the great ones roll. Uh, he should have been picked earlier. I think it was in that same drive when uh, he got intercepted in the red zone and the end zone. Uh, so, you know, he, he makes me nervous in the fourth quarter. Um, but, hey, uh, I'm in Ohio. I'm flying 2,500 miles uh, this weekend to go to the uh, Raiders-Browns game, uh, flying out with my brother. He's a Browns fan. And uh, when we bought the tickets, I never thought we'd be 0-3. Um, but, hey, I I would just say 
that, you know, many times during the game, offense have had some explosiveness. Uh, defense was swarming around. I mean, they got blown up on a couple big plays, obviously. But, uh, you know, I, I think this Sunday, being at home, 0-3, backs against the wall, playing the Browns who, you know, Baker Mayfield, Raiders are on notice with him. Uh, so we've seen him play and he's, he, he looked good. So, um, anyway, I gotta believe. I gotta believe on Sunday they're gonna perform well. So that's all, buddy. So that's my man Dan in Ohio, kind of dumbfounded about the Raiders being 0-3, just like the rest of us. Uh, never thought that'd be the case when he bought tickets to go to his game, the game this week with his brother, who's a Browns fan. Imagine that. You decided you're going to go to a game with the Browns fan, and the Browns fan is looking at you, laughing at you about you, by your team. Think about that. No, really, just just put that on. Hold, hold that down for size real quick. You know, try that on. Try that on for size real quick. A Browns fan is looking at you like, Damn, man, your team stinks. I mean, think how Dan's feeling. His brother's probably looking at him like, hey, big bro, your team's no good. <laughs> your team's terrible. Oh, by the way, my team got a win on, th- uh, win on Thursday. That's what he's saying right now. So as Dan and his brother go to the game at the Oakland Coliseum, the return of Hugh Jackson, Baker Mayfield makes his first career start against the Raiders in Oakland, Dan's brother actually feels better than Dan. And Dan had John Gruden return. And maybe, I don't know, maybe Dan wasn't as high on John Gruden as I was, but when John Gruden was announced that he was coming back to to the sidelines, I was pumped. I was absolutely pumped because that was the answer. Needed some good coaching. Last year's coaching stunk. Needed some real good coaching. Not going to put all the failures on on John Gruden, but there's been a lot of turnover on the team, kind of like what P.E. said in his call. We know that. A lot of guys have been shipped out. A lot of guys have been shipped out. A lot of guys have been brought in on one-year deals. Now there's rumors and reports about turmoil in the front office. I mean, right now, it sounds like things are just just collapsing. It just does not sound good right now. Everything sounds bad, and there's plenty of time to, ret- uh, to turn things around and make things sound good. But right now, Raider Nation, nothing, nothing sounds good. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, definitely appreciate those calls from Daryl, from my man P.E., and, of course, Dan in Ohio. And don't let the bro- your brother get the best of you, my man. Do not. The Raiders need to show up, uh, if for no other reason, so my man Dan doesn't have to hear his brother ride all the way back to Ohio on the plane talking trash about being on a two-game win streak and the Raiders on a four-game losing streak. I'm just saying, just throwing that out there. Dan, the Raiders need to do that for nothing else but to do it for you. I got your back like that, all right? So uh, if you ever want to hit up the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, you can. The number is real simple to get at. It's 707-654-4693. 707-654-4693. And actually, I had someone call, and they they called like five or six times in a row, but they didn't leave a message. And there's no message on there. It's just as the lady is like, 707-654-4693. It's not available. You know, that, that, that old routine. Just leave the message. You got about three minutes. Just leave the message. Just ride that out and then leave the message and I'll get to you. So whoever it was, it was someone from like the 516 or something. They called like five times in a row. So anyway, uh, definitely appreciate all the calls. If you ever want to get yours in, go ahead and hit that lineup, 707-654-4693. All right, until next time, Raider Nation, going to wrap up this Locked On Raider podcast the same way I wrap up every single one of them. Just win, baby.